We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content before. is Profit ah, podcast. Listen. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. That's right. And if you want to learn how to make profit from that content, <laughs> let's go. Go to contentsprofit.com. That is right. Good save, right there. Good save. Uh, yes, yes, you were falling and then just like, bam, landed on your feet, guys. But I got today, it. Today, how to design incredible money-making experiences. <gasps> and I think it's going to be a lot more than that. Yes, just saying because the, the previous conversation that we had before starting the show was like mind-blowing already. I was like, hashtag golden boulders. Let's yes, but go. Before that, before that, before do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. All right. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. And today's you're sponsor welcome. is your own, The Biz Bros, with Content Momentum. Let's and go. you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you make long-form mm. content just like this one that you're listening to or watching, and you want to turn it into value-packed, bite-sized assets, so then you can send them into social media just like That's little right. minions That's right. to get yourself some new clients. Then we want to help you out. Reach out on Instagram, on Facebook, at Beast Bros Go. We want to help you. That's right, guys. And don't forget to follow us on social media and subscribe to the amazing Contents Profit Podcast. So you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone. Today, I changed the entire order. Yes, yes. I think you might need the caffeine. But guys, if you find this episode impactful, please don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. One of the best feelings in the world is the one that comes with opening presents, the excitement. Tearing the wrapping paper, opening boxes, dopamine firing like crazy inside of your, your of your brain. I'm so excited. What a feeling. Well, what if I tell you that today's guest can recreate those same feelings for your customers? Can you even imagine? I actually remember the first time we received one of those sexy looking boxes. Mm. We signed up for Russell Bronson's One Funnel Away Challenge, and a few days later, we had a box show up at our doorstep. Mm. I felt like I was a six-year-old reliving Christmas all over again. We were so freaking excited to open these boxes and dive straight into what was inside of them. It was crazy. And since then, we have seen a lot of people use this strategy. Well, today's guest might be the one responsible for that. And not only that, he's actually a five-time Spartan Trifecta recipient, which if you don't know what that is, it means that he is a total badass. And he also <laughs> a top-rated strategy consultant at the world's largest consulting firm, Deloitte Consulting. Epic? Absolutely. That is right, baby. Dopamine is flowing, and I am ready for today's episode. Please welcome the experienced design master, top-rated consultant, and our next obstacle race team member, Mr. Mark Stern. I love it. I love it. It's so good to be here, you guys. Happy Friday. Let's go. Happy Friday, Mike. Mike, I'm just going to say that intro was perfect. (laughs) That, like, I did not mess up anything. Yes, let's leave it there. Yes. (laughs) Mark, welcome to the show, man. We are so stoked that you are here with us sharing this time and uh, laughing. You know, for those listening, he is actually laughing right now. So thank you. I'm loving this. That's so awesome. That's awesome. I, I, I'm just going to put this out there. You know, I already threw, you know, the little, the very straightforward hint <laughs> at the, in the intro. 
but Mark, we need to go run one of these races together. You know, we are yeah. mo we're a little bit more on the tough motor side of things, but. It's fine. We can do one of each, right? We can do just Spartan. So you know, we can do Tough Motors. Mark, I just want to say something. Fonzie here has not done, completed a trifecta. I have. <laughs> I have my badges. I have everything. You know, <laughs> you and me, we speak the same language. So pick a bro war like Luisa is winning. Yeah. Okay. Here's the best part is I, I have only done one Tough Mudder. And <laughs> I, so I love the whole entire experience because like the obstacles in Tough Mudder are like silly. So I was like giggling the whole time. Like, yes, you're going through like a 10 mile race. It's like drudging you through ice cold water and electroshock therapy. But I yeah. loved every minute of it. And Spartans like, it's, it's just a very different mindset how they do yeah, those yeah. obstacles. But like, man, they're both fun. And how have I missed them so much this year? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. The third year that I don't get my trifecta um, because of what's going on in the world. Wow. It's all good, man. Like next year, uh, we're, we're actually just posting about this. Like I, I share a couple of posts, you know, I, I was able to do the 24 hour one uh, about two years ago, eight hour oh. one. And people are like, man, like sign me up. I'm like, now we're building this 2021, uh, you know, calendar. So we're going to have a team of marketers. I know. Team of You tell me when and where and I will file anywhere for it. Awesome. That's awesome. That is so cool. You know, and I think that kind of speaks a little bit about designing experiences because yeah. that is what it is when you go there. Those are some amazing experiences. Obviously, extremely well designed, right? So I'm curious, Mark, to know about a little bit of your backstory and how did you get into designing these experiences as well? Yeah, no, and it's so funny that you guys mentioned the, the Spartan races too, because that, that may come back later on in the interview. But um, yeah, I, hey everyone, I'm Mark Stern. I run the Custom Box Agency. So it's it's not about putting swag in a box. It's about really being intentional with the strategy. Yeah. Um, and it's all about the experience design. How do physical and digital come together? So we are having a lot of fun. It's really cool to see what the experiences are doing in the marketplace. But a little bit about me. Um, I grew up in Alabama. I live in Austin, Texas. I'm a lifetime lover of anything barbecue and tacos fastest way to my heart yes and uh yeah i was the guy who was following the path to corporate america because that was what i was told is this is the pathway to happiness and 2012 i graduated from i got my mba at duke and i found myself with 165,000 in student loans and um a two-year minimum commitment at the consulting firm that i worked at and thinking that this was the path and this was like how the rest of my life was going to be. Yeah. And then I discovered Tim Ferriss and I discovered mm -hmm. the digital marketing realm and that bubble of the world that I knew had burst. <laughs> and I think that like everything else was just, what does the pathway look like to be in a place that mentally and uh, financially and everything that I, I was comfortable making the leap. So um, yeah, made the leap, started with virtual events and based on the need and what we were doing in the marketplace, we always did a physical product with everything digital we did. And I did it because I thought it was cool. And I thought it like increased success rates. And it was how I wanted to serve those who bought my products and services. And we just had more and more people asking us, how are you doing these experiences? So the whole custom box business we've launched truly was an accidental business. It wasn't wow. what I thought I'd be doing, but it's been my pathway to do exactly what I want to do. And I love it. That's amazing. So awesome. I, I love that actually. You know, people asking you, you listen to them and that led for you, you know, to start the business that you have right now. Um, I'm a little curious on, on, on what part of like Tim Ferriss did you say to yourself, like, wow, I need I need a change. I need to pivot here in my in my entire life. Yeah. So so I read four hour work week in 2010 
And I was like, these are like these digital marketers and digital nomads are these mythical creatures. Like I didn't know anyone who I was <laughs> actually doing this because everyone was like me. Everyone I knew was just like me. They were yeah. go have the corporate job, go back and get your grad degree. And then the intense corporate job that sucks your life like that. Everyone was like me. No one was different than me. And um, somehow on, I don't know if you've ever like started watching YouTube videos and then you get down the trail of like oh. recommended videos uh, and somehow that, that, that you come across. The vortex. Yeah. The, that that happens. That happens with people vortex. watching content's profit. That's exactly what happens. They just like continue. They can't stop. Mark, like we, like we, yeah. we need to continue to. Yeah, sorry. Tangent. <laughs> it was uh, the vortex took me to a video from Mind Valley. I don't know if you guys have heard of Vision Lafiani, mm -hmm. Mind Valley. Yeah. They do an event called A Fest, and it was this like small. They call it like where Burning Man meets TED Talk, and I was mm -hmm. like, this is so different than anything I've ever seen in my life, and. It was what 2013 14 that i went to this conference and that was like going from tim ferris being like oh this is a fun idea no one does this but this is a fun idea to like meeting people who actually did that and that's wow. you know that moment that yeah. you know the bubble i went to this conference was on such a high but then i came back and had that massive low because i was going back to my mm. corporate job yeah and you just see this bubble shatter around you when you have an experience like that it's you know, I live for those moments that, you know, when you have an experience and you know, nothing will ever be the same. It was totally one of those. It was like, nothing will ever be the same yeah. after being exposed to something that I'd never seen. And for a lot of people, like in the ClickFunnels realm, going to Funnel Hacking Live is that experience. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, we went to Funnel Hacking Live for the first time this year, actually. And I can tell why people were so are always so hyped up about it, right? And I find it fascinating how you said I was always in this environment with my coworkers, people that were, you know, they knew the same things that you did. And yeah. when you managed to put yourself in a different place and start listening to this different um, different ideas, right? Mm -hmm. And being open minded and, and being able to say, wow, there's actually other opportunities out there the huge and massive door that opened in your life. And what's really cool and what's really cool about what you guys are doing though, is like the world in this age of COVID is being forced into digital. And those who have been playing the game and building like the momentum to understand how this game works, you are so well positioned as more and more of corporate gets forced into yeah. digital. They're so different. And uh now it's coming together. Like, better than ever yeah absolutely and and thank you for mentioning that because i mean uh, it is is forced right we we are forced to make a change right to to pivot a little bit right and and we i think we're living that through our experience with some of our clients we actually have some corporate clients right and and the education like curve is very like steep right <laughs> so we're like we're having all these weekly calls and 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 the concepts are, are so foreign right and and to us that we live in this space you know lead magnet the you know, can sound very familiar right like all, all all these like different items different things that we deal with or when we talk for Purposing, right? Like, where is the content? What's the content's job, right? And and the concept is so opposite and so different to like to these people. So like the indoctrination process there has been has been interesting, right? And and very important is the the communication. And we can talk to, about this, you know, within our organization with your clients for fulfillments, but also on experiences, right? And and I think that's where 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 you like mix that experience with with the vir virtual like thing, right? Like it's still real, it's still a real <laughs> thing. Right? <laughs> totally real. I was going to say, dude, like you, like it's the fact that you're having these conversations, like they are tough conversations because mentally 
you got to get someone in corporate thinking digitally and it, it, they just got to get there. It's just, it's one of the hardest yeah. things to, like I lived and breathed it for my entire life up to coming into this world. And it was like learning a new language or riding a bike again or learning how to play a new board game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Um, I, you know, and we, we, we have some listeners, right, that are in there are in the corporate environment. They're, they're looking to improve their skill set, right, and, and apply these things into that world, right? So uh, I think a lot of the theme of the people that we've been bringing also onto the show, uh, especially because we are like that, right? We didn't want to go into that environment. I saw it with my friends graduating, maybe not enjoying that. And, and I see, I, I think we're seeing that transition. What would you say to them? Like maybe entrepreneurship is not the path, but can they apply some of those principles that you started encountering like when you open your eyes and you're like man like this is an opportunity can they apply some of that in they in their day-to-day inside of their companies you know it's such a great question and i like it, i think back to my own journey because i was so deep in corporate and what would i do differently knowing what i know now what i would do differently and here here's where some people are some people are in corporate america where you can have a side hustle and some people are in corporate america where you just can't Yeah. And when I was at Deloitte, for instance, Deloitte owns everything I produce in and outside the firm. So the idea of like having a side hustle, and this is pretty true for any big tech, big consulting firm, they own what you produce, you sign it over by contract. It sounds crazy, but I couldn't have a side hustle if I wanted to in that environment. Wow. But okay. what I could do and what I wish I had done was, um, you know, even if you're in a corporate job and you're like, I can't think of a product or service, I wish I had started with affiliate marketing. I wish I took the tools to like learn how to set the systems up because it's not my business. It's selling someone else's product. And I mean, just to start building those systems, you could potentially get to a point that you have passive income in a way that quickly replaces or provides you enough of a cushion to make that transition. So that's one of the things that like I've been in the, in the ClickFunnels realm for years before taking massive action. I wish I wish I had started early on with putting the systems in place with affiliate marketing. Yeah. That, I mean, like it'd be really interesting to see what would have happened four or five years later. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That's amazing. You know, I, I actually, you reminded me when I was back in Venezuela and I think I was literally, I'm not kidding. I think I was like 12, 13 that I was asking money to my, for my parents and they he's figure like, it out, right? He's like 14 now, you know, those Hispanic <laughs> genes are pretty strong with the beard and that. Just yeah, saying, the, the yeah. beard came out yeah. pretty early. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ladies, ladies, don't worry. Don't, don't leave the podcast. He's what? 27. Yeah. So right. my, my parents were like, find a way, right? Find a way to make money. And I obviously turned into the computer and I was like, how do I make money? And I, I ran into ClickBank and that this, again, this yeah. was like when I was like 12, 13 years old and I started looking at it and I was like, wow, like this looks cool, right? Like be able to sell things like this and affiliate marketing. But I, I didn't actually understood kind of like the whole, the power of affiliate marketing at that moment in my life. So I got introduced to the idea and I read some sales letters. I was like, wow, that looks pretty cool. Like I would love to do this one day maybe. And yeah. then I forgot about it. And once I started again, getting involved with ClickFunnels, those thoughts came back and I was like, wow, what would have happened if I would have started, you know, developing some of these skills back then? Like, ha imagine the, the compounding effect, you know, throughout the years. It would be insane. That's it. That's it. Game yeah. over. <laughs> Done. But, and, guy, with that, we're done. No, no we're done. That's it. Uh, Mark, actually, I actually what, had what a... What a good point. Like, nobody had anything to say. Hey, hey, hey. I had a... Mark perplexed. I, I, Is I, that a word? Perplexed? Are, are you going to let me talk today? Maybe. <laughs> so, Mark, <laughs> I, had a, I had a question, right, before we... 
we pivot a little bit here into the corporate world and I, I still wanted to keep it in in the design world mm -hmm. when you were building this company right when people started telling you like hey how do you create these experiences and and you said your business started in an accidental way i'm sure you faced many many challenges right and i'm i'm curious you know what was some of the biggest ones that maybe people like us can learn from you and you know avoid those 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 little humps in the way yeah it, um what are some of the biggest challenges i faced i would say and this is probably one of the best lessons like when i was in corporate america I was celebrated for being the world's best generalist, being good at everything. Mm. When you transition into digital marketing, it's not a good thing to be the world's best generalist. You, if you are someone who does funnels and webinars and like all these things in this space and try and be everything to everyone, you're truly no one to anyone. Uh, so this wow. is kind of where like where things really changed was like I had really started to build a business in virtual events. And then I started to yeah. build this challenge in this business that was growing in custom box. And even though those are two separate businesses, the question then became, am I the virtual events guy or am I the custom box guy? And it doesn't mean if I lead with one yeah. of those that I can't do the others. Yep. It's just that, what do you want to be known for? Because the more niche down you are, like that's the best way to stand out in this game as a digital marketer, in my opinion. Because like I have too many friends that are agency owners who do it all. And yes. they struggle for the simple reason that They've not niched down to be known for one thing. So if I get to be known for custom box, custom box is a vehicle for how I like to deliver. There's a whole strategy element to that. And it's my ticket to be able to have the strategic conversations I want. But it's very different for me to lead with custom box than to lead with I'm a strategist. Strategist is too vague in this game. Yeah. Leading with boxes are kind of our vehicle. It's our unique edge that we really specialize in. And we get to have all the other conversations as well. So like, I think that was the biggest thing is that like, I had a mentor literally look at me and he goes, are you the events guy? Or are you the box guy? Like you're confusing, you're literally splitting the marketplace. Like you're confusing people. Yeah. So that's yeah. when I was just like, I got to go all in. And honestly, it was the best decision to just focus on one so good. and be known for just that one piece. And the cool thing is I can build out all these new capabilities because we're playing in augmented reality and QR code automation and all wow. these things with boxes and gamification. But still, like, it's it starts with box. And that's what I'm going to always lead with. Absolutely. Wow. wow. That, that is that, so cool. That's such an important lesson. You know, yeah. we've shared this story where like, uh, you know, we also joined a mastermind and the coach was like, what do you guys do? And we're like, well, we do blah, 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 like th seven different things. Right. And the guy's like, no, like <laughs> dial it down. And then the next week we're like, okay, well we do blah, 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 blah. So it's like one less thing. And he's like, no, no, no more. Right. And, and that became like our mantra. It was really hard. Right. Yeah, and, we, we actually had to come here to the, to the office one day and we drew Draw the entire process, the entire things, you know, that all, we, all we would things, do like for clients. Apps, yeah. And we were started, okay, like, let's pick one. Which one are we really yeah. good at that we enjoy doing? And we and we had different opinions too, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I want to do email or I want to do the, the funnel. And my brother was like, no, let's go back to content. I was like, no, let's do this one. So we literally started. Guess at the, I won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he won. He won this one. But I put so much friction into it to, to yeah, go that, that into was, doing content. That was, a, that was a big sale. And, you know, but the second we, like like you said, you're like the one thing, right? And, and it's the way that we produce is, is with the M2M. We, we can work with different types of clients because that was also a very 
big mental block. We're like, well, we don't want to be the content guys for dietitians, right? Or we don't want to be the content guys for fitness yeah. studios, right? And it was like, okay, well, we have this system. We can apply the system in different things. And, and you know, I think that came from from Todd Brown. But it tags along with what you just said, right? Like, and, yes. and that's the vehicle. I love that you said mm-hmm. this is the vehicle for me to create these amazing conversations and relationships. And then we can go into different things, right? Uh, love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, Mark, how did, how did you get to that conclusion of like, this is my vehicle, this is like my unique mechanism, right? Because I feel a lot of people struggle with that and they try to, because again, like my brother said, we had this issue where we thought niche, niching down was just picking an industry, right? Like we are going to do, like he said, right, funnel for, for dietitians, but it's not like that. You can actually pick the vehicle And, and how do you go about doing that? How, how do you go about creating your own vehicle? Yeah, dude, it's such a good question. And, and part of this, like I would just say for people listening, first you got to play the game. It's, it's an endurance game that like you just have to, if you're not taking action. So here's what happened. And it's happened multiple times though. I literally was launching these boxes with all of our products and services that we were releasing to the marketplace. And people kept on saying, how are you doing what you're doing with the boxes? And I'd be like telling them and I'd get on these calls and I, I got to a point, it was like four to six people were reaching out to me for a week. Wow. So finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to build a challenge to buy back my time. I de- <laughs> developed the custom box challenge just to buy back my time. And uh, so if someone came to me and said, how do you do this? I could be like, go, go take the challenge. You know, it's 37 bucks, go take the challenge. You're off to the races. Um, what happened was when people went through the challenge, then they came to me and said, well, we like what you do. Can you just do it for us? <laughs> so that then led into us launching the custom box agency. And then it was funny to see how it just snowballed from there because, um, people like I wanted to have more control of the supply chain. I didn't want to go through vendors. I wanted to have supplier relations. I wanted to have fulfillment partners. I wanted to like really start to own a lot of the supply chain to, to doing it. And the next thing you know is. Like we have been releasing our own software. We're our, we're set up wow. as a distributor across many networks. We're all these things that are just starting to bloom as a result of just really specializing in this one product. Yeah. And the re- way that I think it really came to life for me was just realizing that like, what what do I like doing? Well, we do what we do for a reason. Like I, if I'm going to spend my time doing something and if I'm going to have a coaching program or have a course, like I wanted to get the result it was meant to have. Like, I don't want to be another digital marketer in this game that you buy something and you never hear from them again, or their products sounded good. They're really good at acquisition, but from a fulfillment standpoint, it just doesn't live up the hype. Like yeah, I want to be yeah. your trusted mentor. I want to create a movement. And the cool thing is this is kind of where like just naturally what was happening was if you can say you want to work with someone else or work with me, I was like, anyone can put swag in a box, you know, people can stick a water bottle and a t-shirt in a box and call it a day in a welcome video. But if you're truly thinking about like that experience to get people results or to have higher conversion rates, like we talk about the edutainment element of what we do. We talk about the connection element of what we do. Like we talk about the new opportunities to monetize your business differently. But this is like the power of like, I just say like a box, the power of it is if I can give you something physical to take any excuse as to why you can't be successful with my product or service off the table, then I'm going to find a way to put it in a box. I'm going to find a way to give it to you. And then as your trusted mentor, the best thing I can do to you is say, I've given you everything you need to be successful. It's in that box. Now yeah. it's up to you to do it. And I can give you the tough love because I know I gave you what you need to be successful. Well, I, I love what so you good. just mentioned right now. And it, it is not the first time we actually hear this in the last week when we were talking to George Bryant. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was actually saying 
that, hey, I am giving my customers to the best of my capability, all the resources, everything, the accountability, everything they need to succeed. But at the end of the day, it's up to them if they succeed or not, because I cannot control their actions and how they, you know, how, how they perform. Yeah. And I think that is such an important key point in, in business, honestly, because sometimes we feel so attached to their results, yet we don't have control over their actions, right? And But what you said, is, it's, it's impressive because a lot of people miss the first part where is I have to do everything in my power mm. to put them in the best position possible for them to succeed. And yeah. dude, I, I absolutely love it. And honestly, as you were telling that, I was reliving the One Funnel Away Challenge opening box that we did because you said, I'm going to put everything in that box to take away all the excuses for you to not succeed, right? And I remember, or first, actually, like, probably the most, the or biggest win came from that box and not actually from the challenge, Yeah. right? Russell put in there a book that we opened, we read, like, three chapters, and then we went and implemented on one of those chapters, and we got incredible results, Right, so it was it was the, the bug challenge. Like, didn't start till like a week or two weeks later, right? Yeah. So that is the power, guy. And you know what you guys are doing with like I, I remember talking with you about gamification, right? Like, how do you mm. apply those elements and you put it in place where you know now people is is not just education, but it's also entertainment and it's like this memorable experience because it is noisy out there, right? Like we we live it every single day with content, right? Absolutely, there's so much stuff out there. Like the free people people are, are having. <laughs> blast grabbing all the free stuff right uh but at the same time it's like how do you stand out right so when you sell this product when you have this virtual event or or event right per se now that we have the virtual doors have been open to the world right how do you differentiate yourself so you yourself as the company are already adding so much value to that one person because you're setting them up for success in an environment where there's a lot of distractions right so Why don't we talk a little bit about those elements that you guys have designed into this experience and how do people are now getting that success? Yeah, no, so here's what's amazing. And this is totally going to go full circle, guys. Are you ready for this? Let's yes. go. So much of my inspiration was, you know, when I did my first Spartan race. See what I did there? Damn! <laughs> like when I did my first Spartan race. Um Like I had this, like everything in my head was telling me that like, you shouldn't do this. I remember like waking up and like I did, I've done races and whatnot, but never an obstacle course race. And yeah. I was like, I'm not in the shape. I don't like look like the people on the cover of it. Like I was talking myself out of it. And even getting in my car, I was like, you can always turn around. And when I got to the race, I was yeah. like, you can always walk away. And then I crossed the starting line. And I was like, I was like, I, I, I kid, but like, I seriously was giddy throughout the whole race because <laughs> I like broke down all these barriers. Yeah. And yeah. The first race for Spartan is a, is a three to five miler called a sprint. Yeah. And when I finished it, what this is what they did that was so friggin' brilliant. They give you a medal and then they give you a third of a medal. And <laughs> like, so I was not a big runner. This was a time in my life that I never thought I'd do anything like this. But like, lo and behold, you give me a third of a medal, like three months later or two months later, I went for the second medal because I was like, I have to like, like, I can't have an incomplete medal. Yep. And like within six months of doing my first obstacle course race, I was already going for a half marathon, completing the beast for Spartan, wow. getting the full trifecta. But it was like, like 
the idea, if you told me six months earlier, you're going to be running a half marathon obstacle course race, <laughs> I would have told you never would have been doing that. Yeah. But the simple way that they gamified it with the pieces of the wedge, it was so brilliant in a way to get me to take action. That's the power of gamification. So when we talk about courses and the power of physical and digital, one is when you get the OFA box, when you get a physical box, you open it up. A lot of people like the amount of unboxing videos that are authentic, organic, traffic of people talking about you authentically to their audience you're activating them in a way that you just can't do with facebook ads alone you're not going to see people wearing the t-shirt or the hat or taking pictures or doing unboxing videos with a digital only product in the same capacity yeah um, when we talk about engagement you can think about the story when we think about gamification like we literally with some of our programs include a journey map we may include a series of envelopes that you rip out as you achieve certain milestones so you can peel off that sticker badge and stick it on the journey map. Wow. There's so many different ways to tie in gamification throughout the experience. And you also like, this is where I tell people to think about um, loops. And when we talk about feedback loops, when you hit certain milestones, if you have a course or a coaching program, it's like click funnels, a huge retention play that they do to keep people engaged is they have this whole structure of you can earn the one, uh, sorry, the two comma club award or the 10X award. It's a brilliant retention play, but yeah. it always do something to strive for. So you think about those tactics when it comes to whatever products or services you have, and you can get to certain critical junctions in your product or service to say, if you hit this milestone, I'm gonna send you another box. I'm gonna send you a t-shirt yeah. or a hat or something else or an award in the mail. And that also cues to you, and this is where you think strategically about how this works. If someone hits a milestone, and your award is something physical, um, that also signals to you that maybe it's time to get a testimonial. Mm. And the power of getting a testimonial when you have those intentional junctions like that for your products and services, all of a sudden you're collecting things in a way that you could reuse to start to grow that movement even more. Your product works, it's getting people results. They're proud to raise their hand to say, I want to celebrate this achievement. And you can just think about different ways to gamify from there. But a lot of this Ooh. started with simple element of getting a Spartan medal and only getting a third of it and saying, there's no way, there's no way I'm not going to complete this. So, so good. Wow. Uh, so the, the reason like this, like I'm having this visceral reaction to this is because we're going through uh, the fulfillment process. Like in the last few months, we've been very blessed and very fortunate to onboard uh, a, a higher amount of clients that we would have thought at this year, like last last year this around this time right so we we're like man like and now we're building systems right we're like we continue to break the systems and rebuild and break it and rebuild again right and we're on constant communication with the team and one of those conversations was hey uh how do we ensure the success of our clients right like and 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 this was like right before that conversation with george uh where like the success of them doesn't depend on us but how can we make their path right uh, as frictionless as possible as far as like how do we communicate with them like how do we set up the system so it's easy on them so we can execute the the product and then give it back to them right and and part of it like in my head is like how do we also gamify it for the service right and it's like because even if you have a challenge out there or even if it's a course or a program or something like even with a service right? We need some level of accountability with our clients. And we've had in the past where some of the clients don't communicate well enough, right? Or maybe they're busy. We don't know what's happening on the other side, but we want to make sure that we present those opportunities. So this is why like this conversation is so interesting to me, the gamifying experience where it's like, Hey, you know, how can we design an experience, not only for a product, but for a service that it's like on a monthly basis, right? And now on top of that, you're building a culture, you're building things. So my question to you is like, how do you 
how do you find those retention plays, right? Like, because, you know, like ClickFunnels, for example, like they're like one million. Like, is that something that you design from the very beginning or like, do you get feedback from people? How do you find those retention plays? Yeah, it, you got to start with the end in mind. And the question would be like, where do you want to send your people? So like anytime we do a strategy session with a client, it's not about let's just like design a cool process. It starts in like, what do you want them to ultimately do? For some people at the end of the program or the product or service, it may be to ascend them into mm. another element of your value ladder. So this is kind of where it's like knowing those kind of strategic levers and the decisions you need to make. I'm going to design it differently if I, the goal is to ascend you to the next level. Um, but everyone's goals are different. Some people's goals are ascension. Some people's goals are just completion. They just want people to complete and take action. That's kind of where I would back into to say, what are the critical junctions that need to happen yeah. to get them excited? And then part of it is like, and here's the thing, like it, the craziest things that I see, if I see like, for items that like the swag elements seem to do the best in the marketplace. Um, I, I, I can't make this up, but like t-shirts, stickers, water bottles, these are small items that incentivize people that I, I, I've seen Julie Stoyan offer st uh, a sticker or a coffee mug. I've seen Blake Newbar give out t-shirts like these. I've seen Stephen Larson do a lot of things like this. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be an expensive thing, but just the way like you're celebrating achievement. And just the mark of celebrating achievements. So people do awards. I have clients that do things similar to the Two Comma Club Award, and that's what they're building out because they want to have something that's a growing achievement. Um, but it's celebrating those milestones and celebrating those small wins. But part of that gamification journey needs to be like, don't make it so it's so hard to get the big prize. How do I bring the target closer so there's a lot of little wins to make yeah. them feel one step closer to, you know, yeah. feeling like they've so achieved awesome. something? And then I can look back at that path and say, look where you started and look where you are now. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Even if it's something small, I'm going to celebrate that one. Yeah, that that's incredible, you know. And that it just, um, I just remember a story. We we love these stories from a book called Barking at the Wrong Tree. I feel like I quote this book every other it's so, episode. It's so good though. But it actually talks about gamification, right? And he, the story is these two guys are climbing up a mountain, and there's like a snowstorm, and one of them fall, right? And they're tied to each other. And the one that was that didn't fall, that didn't fail, he needed to see if the other person was alive, and he was screaming. But the other person down there, he wasn't conscious, right? So at that point, for him to save himself, he has to cut the rope and leave the other person by, all by himself, uh, or like if he, he didn't know if he was mm -hmm. passed out or if he was dead down there. And he cut the rope and he left, right? So the other guy, when he woke up, he was like, "Well, I have." nobody to save me i'm in the middle of nowhere right in the middle of a snowstorm and i have broken legs so i cannot move as efficient as i would like to right and he said okay what am i gonna do to save myself i know like two miles away there's a little village that i could go to and get help but it's gonna be a long journey so he actually gamify his i guess his crawling experience all the way to the village mm -hmm. he said I'm going to get to that rock. Let's see if I can get to that rock in 30 minutes and then I'll take a little break and that is my my reward, right? And he did it. He went to that rock and then he put another target all the way till he crawled himself to the village and he got help and he saved his own life. And it was crazy because now I see it, right? Like motivation is a... It's an often topic that comes out, obviously, in entrepreneurship. People like, oh, I need to stay motivated. But something that we've learned is putting yourself in, in the right environment, right? Now I see it. Another way of st staying motivated is putting those targets in front of people that they know is going to be a challenge, but at the same time, they know it's going to be attainable, 
right? Because it's going to make them move forward and re and then they're going to break through the barrier, just like you said in your Spartan run, right? You're like, dude, I was giggling at that point, like, because I passed all these barriers and I was happy that I was doing it. And they're going to be like, wow, I can do it. And then they get to that first goal. And then you put in another goal a little bit farther ahead and they're like, wow, I'm doing yeah. it again. And they start getting momentum, right? And like Alex Charfin says, like, once you start getting momentum, like yeah. things just change forever. So it's just so smart. Why, why do you think people are not, are, do you think there's like a, you know, like a lack of information about gamifying experiences? Is it too new? But why is it people not implementing it as much in their businesses services? Yeah, it's interesting. And I think part of it's the digital marketing culture is like we're in this mindset of done beats perfect. And I came from corporate America where if it wasn't client ready was the term we'd use, no one would see it. So it's a very different lens of saying you have to have this thing look perfect. It's got to be beyond perfection versus digital marketing, which is just get it out there. And yeah. what, what you have to think about is just getting it out there oftentimes means, you know, celebrate the person for publishing the course and putting it out there which is very different than thinking about the consumer who's going to be going through that experience. Yeah. yeah. So that's like the one piece that I would say is that like, you've got to design it in a way that would you be uh, willing to stay engaged? Because I can develop a whole gamified experience, but if I make you watch a series of two hour videos, like I like all my videos for my courses tend to be three to 10 minutes long. Wow. Yeah. Like they're not long. And you can see like, like I, I, here's one of our, In one of our programs, we have a series of rip and reveal cards. And all I'm telling you to do is it's like Mario Brothers. Just go <laughs> yeah. Just go to the next dot. Like if you're one dot further and these are all three to seven minutes. I mean, this is how we manifested our course. And every so level good. had a different color. So smart. Um, you can see this is like the badge from the blue level. But like it was so inspired by Mario Brothers 3. I'm not, yes, I'm not let's go. Uh, but that, that was like something that if I was going to take a course, I, I want to be entertained. I, I want it to be easy to consume and quick to get through because like that's just part of that exciting experience. I think a lot of people like there's a lot of people who've designed content in a way that they're just designing it to get it out there and not thinking about the consumer. So part of that is I, yeah. it, and it takes a little bit more time yeah, just yeah. to think through what that experience is. But where it gets easy is just to say, would you sit through this? Yeah. There's just a video that you'd edit once you never touch again. Love it. So this is like where it's just really thinking about like, you know, who you want to serve and what capacity because If I get someone hooked on a course that's easy to consume and it's a cool gamified experience, even custom box challenge, it's under two hours. You collect a series of cards as you go through the challenge, yeah. but you could do it in one sitting. It's still a really cool experience and it's awesome because people are ready for the next thing because they had a good learning experience. Yeah. With you. Yeah. Oh, so good. That that is so that uh, that is amazing. Yeah. So I, I want to transition a little bit onto the repurposing. Wait, uh -huh. wait. Before we Can go into I, that, real quick, quick question. Dang it, Fonsi, Dang it. I mean, because I I love I love video games, right? I don't yeah. play it. I don't play them as often as I would like to, right? But we grew because up play, sucks. playing some video games. <laughs> um, I, I'm curious. You know, are you a fan? Like, did that influence some of the way that you do, do things? You just said that you got inspired by Super Mario. Oh my gosh, yes, of course. Why not? Like, for me, like, it, what yeah. do you know what we were? I really wanted to do with uh, our virtual event book. I mean, if you could see over here, I have bought so many video game players' guides to video games that I don't even own. Wow. But if you like, know a video game players' guide, the reason I just like love buying video game players' guides is one, no one's buying them these days. So yeah. they're like in the 99 cent bin, but like, they have to design a visual game in a way to get people from the start to beating the final boss. And it's all done visually. So if I can see me like I'm going to invest the time because 
I'm not the type of person that likes a black and white book. I like a picture book because that's how I consume. I'm very visual. So if oh. I can bring it to life and that's it. Yeah. Does it take um, a little bit longer to produce? I, I would say yes, but it's, I have to write a lot less text, but I just need more visuals. This is why like we, we hired cartoonists for our team because wow. they can create things that are a lot cooler. Like you can see like this yeah. whole program, this is a virtual event program. You can see that is, Oh, let me figure out That's this one right here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. guys, for those listening, go watch the video now because there's an actual dog right here, Rubber. Let's go. Is that Rubber? Like maybe yeah. it's Addy, but yeah, okay. Addy's Rubber. Yeah. Like, right, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Whole program we turned our dog into a like even like you'll see even on the workbook and on the box. The so whole box cute. is branded. There's a whole badge system gamified. That is so just to make it a different experience than what most people are doing. Cool. But the only way. That and create that experience is with physical box. Yeah. So that's just where the tangible and you know, and you can see Rover like yeah. I wear hats. I give my if you're gonna buy one of my programs, you're probably gonna get a hat. And then my coaching students show up in the meetings wearing their yeah because they like I you're the, you're the trusted mentor. They're like they're there. Part of it is is you and I could sell the same products and services, but some people may resonate with you and some may resonate with me. And yeah. you want to serve your people the best way you can absolutely wait 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 let me talk let me talk i just want to say i just want fancy i just want to say, All right, say, say that was a good question bro like that was so good appreciate that was, it. golden boulder appreciate it golden boulder mark thank you mark I, mark wow yeah i, I, I just, need coffee sorry i just oh. got goosebumps right now because you were talking so it, good look people think we always <laughs> need to find the answers in the in the most common places where everybody else go and find the answers right so for example us the digital marketers a lot of us, we go mm. to Russell Brunson, right? Team Ferris, like the, the people that the, the usual entrepreneurs that we hear often. And I remember we actually heard a story. Um, I think it was in 10X, uh, like two years ago. This one guy, he said, I love going to conference on like totally unrelated industries. How did you know I was going to talk about that? How, <laughs> how did you know? And he said, because I learned, <laughs> I, I'm ignoring my brother at this point right now. <laughs> But he's like, I learn things from other industries and then I think, how can I apply that yeah. to my industry right now? And what you just told me about the video games is genius. And there's, genius. there's actually this documentary, I think it's on Netflix right so now, good. where it, it's a video game documentary and they were talking how they were having trouble selling a certain video game. I don't remember. I think it was a Super Mario video game, actually. And they hire someone to do the very first video game player's guide. It was Mario for, Brothers. For, yeah, it was yeah, the first one. Yeah. For Super Mario. And the experience of the game increased so much. And people started buying those guides like crazy. And I guess they just gamify even more the experience of the game. So now you tell me that you go into this other industry and you grab these guides <laughs> and you study them to put them into practice into the digital marketing world is absolutely mind-blowing. And I see you're smiling right there, Mark. <laughs> yeah. I say, are you ready? Because I, I can show you it live in action. If yes, you see it. let's do it. Let's go. Okay, so so part of Rover, there's a series of envelopes that say, do not open until you complete the level. So this is like, do not open until you complete level two. So when you complete it, I want you to celebrate by ripping open the envelope. That's part of it. It's part of like what's built into that experience. First thing you have is a card with like a note from me, like a pep talk. Did you ever play Mario Brothers 3 for original Nintendo? Nah, man. I don't know. I okay. think if we did, like we don't remember, we yeah. don't really remember. So the way that Mario Brothers used to be with like original Nintendo yeah. was um, when you beat one of the levels and you were going from like land one to land two, 
there was a letter from the princess and a free gift to help you on your way yeah. and the next land. Mm. And so that's exactly what we did here. There was a letter prep talk and then you scan the QR code over here yeah. and there was a tool that was unlocked. that's going to help you in the Ooh. next level. Wow. So and then you get your badge to celebrate the badge and you get your, your cheat sheet that helps you like what you need to do to be successful. So like it was a very yeah. like intentional experience and you can see, you transition from the yellow to like a blue schematic and you can kind of just see really quick. Like we were really intentional because we wanted it to be like a fun, cool experience, but it was like, and this probably dates me to say that like as a kid, I loved Mario brothers three for original Nintendo, but it was such a brilliant layout to take that. And like that simple concept of the letter from the princess as you get closer to uh, King Koopa or Bowser's castle at the end. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly where I was just like, that kept me entertained for hours. M- mind blown. Marketing. So good. Yeah, so good. Mark, uh, thank you so much for sharing this. This is, a, this yeah. is good, it, good choice. Good question. I, I, like, my mind is, I feel, you know, yeah. I, I'm feeling right now, like, I think you felt when you went for the first time to that conference, right? <laughs> uh, like, a whole bunch of old new ideas came into your mind. Oh, That's what's happening right now. Yeah. I'm, like, just taking all the ideas. I'm, like, wow. By the way, I'm going to put this out there, Mark. Just saying, like, a lot of people, because part of our story is the 45 Live. It's, like, how we started doing our minimum viable content, like, every single day going on Facebook Live, right? And for us, came kind of natural because we're so frustrated. The pain was so big, right? But a lot of people that get and this started might find a challenge to go live for 45 days. So... We're going to definitely be reaching out the second like this is ready because we've had some people like, do you guys have a program for this? And we're like, no, w- let, let me walk you through it. But part of the plans is like, let's create something like this where it's like a, such a cool experience for people to get publishing for 45 days, find their message, get their product. We actually have a coach that sold something that he had no idea he was going to sell 30 days earlier uh, after refining his message through the 45 Life. So just saying we're going to gamify this the heck out of this experience yes. with you and it's going to be super awesome. Just saying. Yes. Putting out of there. Putting out of there. All right. All right. So uh, I know that we have like maybe like five or 10 minutes, but uh, I really wanted to talk about the repurposing side of things. And maybe with this, we can close up the, the show. Uh, you know, we obviously do repurposing of content, right? Like a lot of people invest a lot of their valuable time creating these amazing pieces of content information. They do their research and they, they don't have the time to go back and, and do another thing or do more research, right? So, you know, what a company does is they, we come in and through the message, what they want to communicate with their clients, then we repurpose that for social media. But we know there's so much more, so much juice in this content where it's like, now we're grabbing pieces of content for sales later. Now we're grabbing those pieces of content for testimonials now we're grabbing those pieces of content for a book info products like is there's just so much right and now you come in and you tell me that there is like another layer to this so please (laughs) tell us spill the secrets spill the beans yeah dude like the, the amount of content that people produce online and to activate new revenue streams turn it into a physical box and especially like so we were talking a little bit earlier about this and this is like um, what happened since COVID hit was that a lot of people are doing, for instance, a virtual live event or a virtual event. So some virtual events are pre-recorded, some virtual events are done live, but with like the cancellation of all live events due to COVID, you know, this is a different way that people are doing. And you're just seeing this explosion of it. It's a ton of work and people interview all these different influencers. And yeah. uh, when it's done, like no one buys the content thereafter because they haven't thought through their repurposing strategy. And so having a content strategy is so critical but even if you're doing a virtual live event or a virtual event, have one. And I'll, just to kind of give you a, a quick case study like, of something we did, I did a small event that I interviewed 11 people. It was 11 people. I did it over three days. 
did not take a lot of time, but I turned that content into a box. And this was a virtual event called High Ticket Online. It was all about how to think differently about high ticket yeah. sales because everyone does high ticket differently and don't just follow someone because they said they just closed $250,000 online. And that was a big theme that we were seeing at the time. Yeah. So how can I profile different categories of how people are doing high ticket sales? And we brought it to life with, you can see my speakers, we printed their picture on the box. Yeah. Um, people who bought and attended the event and bought our upsell, they all got shipped this box. But the whole story with inside the box was all repurposing the interviews that we did. It really wasn't much more than that. But we were really intentional with how we conducted the interview. So yeah. to kind of bring this to life, like one of the things that we did was I, in the interview, asked for everyone to share with me their high ticket black book. How do you design high ticket programs? How do you attract and close leads? And how do you onboard your new clients? I also took them through like a profiling exercise on like, how do you do high ticket differently? Yeah. And then I just took the content. One of the things that we did was we turned all our speakers into trading cards. Yes. <laughs> their profile is on the cover. Um, so this was their unique profile. And one of the things that we did was we had another resource in there that was a, a workshop where you can fill out your own profile and then go look at the cards to see who else does uh, closing from online only, who does closing only in live in-person events, who does closing on Facebook or Instagram. Like we had all these categories. Um, who's closing over 25,000, over 50,000, over 100,000? Go learn from them. So it was a perfect loop to be able to say, yeah. you fill out this assessment, you find people who have a profile more like you or who are like, you wanna do high ticket on LinkedIn? You know, go follow someone who specializes that. Eileen Wilder, I love Eileen Wilder, amazing person. High ticket, cold traffic. How do you do tactics for that? So mm. that was a really powerful way. It activated all of our speakers for one, because when they started getting their trading cards, what do you think happened? They started sharing this authentically yeah. with their audience. So yeah. now they've amplified it to their audience. They've shared the box with their audience. As people received the pieces, they got their hat. They started taking all these pictures and posting it. On the backs of the cards, this was their high ticket cheat sheet of how they design high ticket programs, attracting closed leads, onboard new, um, onboard new clients. It, it all was from just interviews. It was oh, just being in interviews, but one interview created not only the trading cards, but it created a workbook that went with it. It fed a lot of the upsell for a high ticket coach where I could say, hey, as Joni Dillon talked about, she talked about the power of seeding for high ticket sales. So it created more future content and it wasn't about stealing the other entrepreneurs content. It was about elevating them, making them shine even more and be like just giving them a better platform to be able to do what they do. And then what happened because of the physical box, because this was tied to a virtual summit after the virtual summit, you know, people don't consume it as much because the date tied to it's gone. Now I have a physical box training people on high ticket sales that I could sell year round. So we kept on selling this box and we can keep on changing the story and updating the story inside the box. Um, but we were having so much fun with this that truly because of box and something physical and tangible, we took a couple of interviews and um, created a whole experience that we can nurture and continue to develop out this product on high ticket sales. So that's just like Whoa. scratching the surface because oh, we did so good. book launch. We did all these things with it, but just the power of a series of interviews and how we repurposed yeah. it. Brand new revenue stream as a result. Uh, j j I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, continuous profit trading cards. Uh, it needs yes. to happen. Uh, Wait, right now, I don't know. I don't know if good. you know, but there's like a huge <laughs> kick in the Pokemon world right now with the trading cards. <laughs> and he's like coming back into like, fashion i guess and now these oh. trading cards are selling for like hundreds of thousands of dollars 
Mark, we're going to create a trading card about you, and I'm sure that one will send. Oh, oh man, let's go. <laughs> of course you have. Yeah, of we, course. We, we've done it for clients. So if you wanted a booster pack for your trading cards and you wanted to randomize it, we know how to do that too. Mike, just became our experience, uh, our experience uh, manager here uh, at Content profit. Mike, I, I think you just became one of our, our, our newest <laughs> friends, man. Absolutely. You, you made the cut. You made the cut. The, this this has been so much fun, and I, I, I really I really want to highlight something that you mentioned here uh, for people. You said intentional. You are intentional on how you did the interviews, right? Because a lot of people just go ahead, they do the thing, and then they think, how. Um, am I going to repurpose this? And then they encounter a lot of friction, yeah. right? So by being intentional up front, you know exactly then how you're going to repurpose it, right? You're thinking two, three steps ahead. And that leads to my next question. That, that was more like a mile ahead, not just two, yeah, three. Yeah, that, no, that's like a mile ahead. yeah, you're like a mile ahead. But this leads to my next question because I'm curious now to know how your mind works. <laughs> Do you always think in like gamify gamifying terms like do you see things and you're like i can game gamify this experience in that way do you see other people's businesses and you know are always thinking about these frameworks of course i was gonna say like that's like i just think it's fun you know it's and part of it is like 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 if you're gonna invest the time in doing something do you want it to have a short life or a long life and here's here's the catch Like being intentional doesn't mean you have 30 questions written out on a piece of paper. Just like this interview, we're having an amazing conversation, yeah. but you directionally knew like areas. Yep. Like even with High Ticket Online, I knew that I wanted to uh, establish them in part one. I said it's, it's three parts. Part one, High Ticket Mindset. What are the most common limiting beliefs that people have when it comes to high ticket sales? Like that was it. That's as far as I went with it. And we just let the conversation go. Part yeah, two, yeah. I knew you have a special message on high ticket or something you want to teach. Part three, high ticket black book. I just want to get a sense of how you think through developing a high ticket program, attracting closing leads and onboarding your new clients. That was it. That's all I had. And so it's very high level and the conversation went where the conversation went. But if I was more prescriptive, you're going to forget that you're interviewing someone. But I knew the goal that I had in mind and let's just see where the conversation goes. So you don't want it to feel mechanic. You want it to feel organic and natural. So yeah. But you, like this is the power of like you as being in the driver's seat. Learn to be a good interviewer because You got it again, keep in mind who's listening and consuming it, but also like, like I want to have a good conversation, but I'm steering the conversation because yeah. I'm the one conducting or you guys are steering this conversation. This is not the direction I thought we'd go, but I love it. Even us, we're like, what? what? Uh, I'm just saying, and you, you just gave a shout out, right? Like episode 100, I uh, go back and listen to that episode because that's where we break down like the, the, the episodes that we do. And you know, a very quick version is like introduction, backstory of the guest, then we have a conversation. And after that, we're going to transition intentionally to the last couple questions because I know that you got to go. And, uh, you know, we're, we're holding you hostage it's, over it, here. It's okay. We'll, we'll go to Austin, uh, man. We'll, we'll show up one day like, what's up, Mark? So we're here. The, the, <laughs> the last two intentional questions, because these go for very specific places. Uh, go back to episode 100 and, and you can listen to that. So uh, first off, what would be an action point? You know, how, what what is the thing that our audience can go do and get that win regarding your topic? Regarding my topic. Okay. And this is not even my target. It's so relevant to what you guys do. But in the game we play as entrepreneurs, do not play it alone. Because a lot of people like lock themselves in a room and like build content in a vacuum and then throw it out there and go, why don't people like it? The easiest way to create content is to do it with someone else. Interview people, do a summit, do a podcast, do something. But like start with strategy first. What is, what's the end? 
if you start with strategy and you think about where you want to send people, then it's the difference between just interviewing random people and being very prescriptive and reaching out. And here's the thing, if you know what the end looks like, you're going to show up a lot more confident when you start to reach out and engage those people because yeah. you know exactly why you are. Like the worst, I've been on summits that I got on and I'm just like, like I have no idea why they reached out to me and they know nothing about what I do. And it was just mm. not a good fit. Yeah. But that's yeah. like, like, I mean, if you, if you know, and people can see like, like you have a vision and, and like the, the, this train is moving cause you're making it move and you it's momentum. Yeah, absolutely. Other people are going to see that and be like, like I'm going to hop on board and it's so much easier to do. Like so much easier to create content with someone else than it is just to sit in a room. Oh yeah. yeah. So much fun too. Yeah, for sure. You see, we, get, we can fight each other all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. Ah, shut up with that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And then the the last question is, uh, where will you be if you did not publish, right? You have that 30, that, that, that box challenge. Like, where will you be? Oh, my gosh. That's a good question. Um, where If I did not publish, where would I be? Yep. Um, I, I, I think that, I don't know. I think I'd be... I don't think I would, if I played this by myself, I don't think I would be much anywhere. Like maybe I'll get some traction here and there, but like so much of what I do is I want to serve other people. And if I don't put myself out there and let people know I'm here, this is this. And here's, here's like a big lesson that I learned in digital marketing and the entrepreneurship game. You could have the best product or service ever, but if no one knows who you are, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. That's it. Like, and this is why people who I see are like, like, let's talk about customer real quick, real quick and customer life cycle, acquisition, fulfillment, retention. A lot of people in the digital marketing game kill it with acquisition, suck at fulfillment. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are really good at fulfillment, but aren't good at acquisition, those people are always going to beat you, even though you are better than them at delivering the quality, quality product or service. So that's where it's just like, start to get stronger in the power of acquisition or building the relationships to people who can help you be stronger so you can get into the fulfillment game. But right now what's happening is people who have really bad products are crushing it because they are loud and they know how to play the acquisition game. Yeah. So that's, that's it is it's like, if I didn't publish or I didn't get out there, no one would know who I am and I could have all these cool toys that I play with in my room, but so what? So yeah, yeah. that's it. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank Mark, you so much. Today has been incredible. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? Where can people connect with you if they want to have their own amazing gamified box experience slash revenue maker? Where can they do like where can they go? Awesome. No, thank you for asking. Um, customboxagency.com if you'd like to reach out and engage with us. You can always look me up on Facebook. Just find me on Facebook, friend me, message me. I'm pretty responsive on Facebook. Um, we are going to be relaunching the custom box challenge. I'll let you guys know when that happens, but it's going to be full on experience design. And it's going to have a killer box. That's with it. And I can't wait. <laughs> we, we have to try. Like, uh, it's going to be designed to show you like what to like, what, what is possible. Cause I don't think people know what's possible. I mean, we, we, <laughs> we, we just had know. this conversation. <laughs> we yeah. didn't know. And now I can't wait to join that challenge. It's going to be so much fun, man. I can't, I can't wait. Um, bonus question before we leave. I just thought about this one. Mark, what is your favorite game ever? <laughs> My favorite game ever. Oh, gosh. That's a good one. Um, I may go a little old school again. Let's go. Yeah, if we're playing, if we're talking about, so I love mini golf. I love mini golf as a game, a physical game, but if we're talking yeah. about a video game, 
I was like back in like the Super Nintendo days. I love Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past. I think that's the game I probably played more than any other game. Yeah, uh, Mario awesome. Kart. I'm lame with like liking all the Mario. Classic. Cards too. Love it. I don't know. I want to know. I want to know y'all's favorite game now. Oh man. Um, oh, really? I, Uncharted. I, I, Uncharted is my favorite game. That's it. Uncharted. Uncharted. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you. My, you and me. Yeah, we speak the same language. Like all, all four of them. And I, I, I am so sad that there's no more coming. Maybe I don't know. Are they? Yeah, I don't think oh, they are. Man. I think they stopped. They, they, the second they, one, though, like the second one, I don't know why that has a special place in my heart, but like, yeah, like in terms. So I took a trip after business school to Tibet. It captured Tibet exactly perfectly. Like, and so playing that game is like going back to Tibet. It's like yeah. eerie. Wow. That like, yeah, I have certain pieces. I we nerd out over this, yeah. but like things <laughs> like Tibet that were like icons in that game. That, uh, yeah, we speak the same language. That was a game that made me buy the PS PS two at the time or ps3 like one of the other but like yeah. that made me buy the console yeah i used to love the gamecube james bond games they were so <laughs> much fun wait, wait what's your favorite gamecube game right now uh man uh, I, i i like the fighting games there's one called like brohala so, so it's nothing like <laughs> adventure wise right now is because i don't want to i know that if i sit down and start playing those games it'll just gonna consume my time <laughs> so yeah. I, i i'm trying to avoid them right now but i love fifa anything soccer of course so yeah. if someone is listening and you guys want a, a challenge you know I, i don't play anymore because i throw the controls at the tv <laughs> and uh, i suck at it yeah. but guys well, I say, like, I, real quick um i just got one of those oculus quests <sighs> the new one good and um, uh, so here's the, here's what's crazy Awesome for business and awesome for networking because the amount of other influencers in the space that we've gone out and done like a round of mini golf or different things like that, playing ping pong, like from a networking standpoint, like one, the experience is out of this world for $299, $300 bucks for the thing. But like the, um, I've had other influencers reach out to me that are like, hey, you want to go do a round of mini golf? Hey, you want to go fishing? Hey, you want to do something? I know it sounds crazy, but like cool. to see how amazing that experience is. And it's like you're sitting there talking with them in person. It's it's nuts how good it is. Wow. Uh, like last night I was having this conversation with my wife. She's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, honestly, I do not know. Like, I'm in a, in a position in my life that, you know, everything is falling into place. Amazing. And uh, now you gave me my next uh, Christmas present. So yes. thank you, man. And we're going to have to go do mini golf. golf together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Wow, awesome. man. This is a great time, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Uh, guys, with that being said, thank you for tuning into the Contents Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at BizBrosco. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful and are you ready to gamify your experience in business, please reach out to Mark and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye.